Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Howdy, howdy. Welcome, everybody, to the Dad Drinking Bourbon podcast, the podcast where two regular dads, Zeke and I, get together and drink whiskey and talk to you about it. And today is a long, long overdue podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, Our apologies to Chattanooga Whiskey Company. They got these to us a little while back, but it was pretty much the you know pinnacle of holiday season and we were all over the place with families and just plenty of other obligations so I, I had a death in the family we had some other stuff going on so we thank you very much for being understanding Zeke in full disclosure out of these three here they sent us the cask and then I brought the experimental high rye and the Yazoo native barrel finish so we are definitely looking forward to having these three I've been a big fan of the cask for a while at 113.6 proof. It's something that was originally done out of MGP and throwback to one of our earlier podcasts with Heath Clark, Chattanooga actually had to change the laws in Hamilton County in order to be able to distill again. So in order to get the distillery up and running, they actually uh, sourced it first. They now, in 2017, in March, they they made a huge distillery there uh, and a huge warehouse. Or the the experimental distillery is smaller, but they have a huge warehouse. They're really up in production. It's a lot of fun to go down there, and it's something that I think you and I are going to be doing this year is getting down to Chattanooga and spending some time with our friends down there. I really like how smaller gets no emphasis whatsoever, but huge is really nice and drawn out. That, that, that's impressive. I'm trying to work <laughs> on my whatever that is. <laughs> I am trying to work on that. And as you can see, I'm doing everything I can not to talk about the Super Bowl that was played last night. Well, and coincidentally enough, I, I think I may have ended up with a more painful day than you. <laughs> um, sorry to delay, but... I, and then somehow in the span of about 30 minutes... I managed to get headbutted in the nose. Then uh, the kid stepped directly on the Adam's apple with the heel of his foot, which I really honestly still are a little bit of pain from. And then stood up too fast from that to go get some clothes to go somewhere. Kind of had those three second uh, fuzzy moments, walked into a door, my pinky toe still hurts. And then after all that, <laughs> trying to put the kid's shoes on and take him with us wherever we were going. Got kicked right in the crotch with the heel again. So so I get a text last night from Zeke, and he goes, I don't know if we're going to be able to record tomorrow night. And I said, I've told a lot of people that we're going live again for the first time in a while. What do you mean you're, you're not going to be able to do this? And he said, well, I just had the triple threat from my son. And I said, more so than me watching this game right now? And you said, yep. <laughs> It was it was a doozy. Um, so sorry if I have any scratchiness or cough excessively. It's uh, not intentional. Someone said it was like a Jim Carrey movie. It's almost like the mask where your eyes bugged out. I'm working on the hands. We're live again. It was it was it was a rough thirty minutes. It was a rough thirty minutes, but I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're here, so that we can talk about this stuff. Now we are not going to do a normal blind like we normally would. We could have done a blind and said which one of these do we like better, but because there's three of them, because they're all Chattanooga, and because they're so different, we figured we'd just do them straight up and talk about them. Because 
if you think about the cast strength, that's going to be your normal cast strength, 103.6 proof. That experimental high rye is 102 proof, but it's got a lot of stuff in it besides just the rye. I think both of those are going to be kind of distinguishable on their own. And then, of course, the beer barrel finish. Putting those three together in a blind, you're going to know which one is which. We are all for the blinds, but we're not going to do a blind if it's not worth it. Yeah, if it's your first time stopping by, um, our normal format is a blind, usually three or four. Uh, but, you know, we try and find things that have similar profiles and maybe other little variances such as price, other things to really... Uh, you know, thin out the herd, so to speak, and, and at least give our thoughts for what the the best available product is out of that uh, three or four different bottles. So with these, we really just want to um, you know taste each one straight up, give our thoughts on it, and um, I'm I'm sure we will revisit these in the in blinds down the road at some point. Now, one thing I do <clears throat> want to talk about um, with the beer barrel finish is what I like that Chattanooga did and. They're only available in four states right now, Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, and then as of January 1st this year, Alabama. But they did go partner with local breweries. So you could get a Yazoo finish in Nashville, and you could get a completely different finish in a different place. And I love that they did that. So it was kind of partnering with the local community. And it's getting a few different offerings out there. I would love to try that Yazoo side-by-side side with something else. I really did like that already, in full disclosure. Um, so do you know what other breweries they partnered with? Is that listed? Big River Brewery, Chattanooga Brewing Company, mm-hmm. Hutton and Smith Brewing Company, Moccasin Bend Brewing Company, Odd Story Brewing Company, Terminal Brewhouse, and Yazoo Brewing Company. And the Yazoo beer that they used for the finish was the Blackberry Aged Embrace the Funk. So it's got a little bit of a a unique flavor to it. Uh, Hopefully you taste the funk, but I love that they did uh, the local craft breweries. Six of those breweries were from Chattanooga. One was from Nashville. We got the one that was from Nashville. So I am all about trying some of those beer barrel finish. Sounds good to me. Which way you want to you want to start with these bad boys? So I did pour these for you because you were busy. We have the cask on the left, the high rye in the middle, and the beer barrel finish. But 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 that alliteration just kills me sometimes. <laughs> the beer barrel finish is something that is pretty good too. Somebody is bringing up on here the New Holland beer barrel finish. We will be doing a show on New Holland's Beer Barrel Finish. They did just send some to us, so uh, please stay tuned. We we want to send some love over to those guys soon, and I will be sending them a message tomorrow, thanking them for sending us a, a great, great package. And, but, of course, you know, there's the Black Bale, which is beer finished, I think, so that could be fun. Yeah, and uh, it... it I thought about doing the Black Bell, and I thought about doing a blind on this and, and suggesting it. Not me, not saying, I mean, we are a team. But the reason I couldn't bring it up to you beforehand was I was really thinking that Black Bell is a cast strength, so it kind of skews the results just a little bit. I would love to find another beer barrel that is not cast strength. You know, the New Holland is 80 proof. So if you take that 80 proof and put it up against something that's a little bit bigger, um, in that cast strength black bell, you might like it for something else. Well, there's worse things than having too many options to do for blind comparisons. 
Yeah, and this Sunday or Monday evening or whatever the day may be. And even the Chattanooga whiskey is a hundred proof. So if you think about it, you're going from an eighty proof to a hundred proof to a hundred and you know thirteen proof. It might make for an interesting blind, but you you're going to be <laughs> able to pick it out pretty quickly. Well, nothing else. It's a comparison, and with us being admittedly not uh, beer heavy people. Uh, I think our beer profiles are probably not very broad. I used to be. I mean, looking at me, I was a beer guy <laughs> at once, and uh, or at one time in my life, and unfortunately, it started giving me a little bit of headaches. We've talked about that before. I think we talked about that when with Deshaun and Ryan. I was very much into beer before, loved a good stout, and I wish I could still drink them. It happens. It does happen. So let's go in, let's go into the cask first. The cask, as I said, comes in at 113.6 proof. I love that they do give you uh, a lot of information here, especially once we get to the experimental one. Chattanooga is pretty transparent. We know that it used to be MGP, Eventually, it's going to come over and be Chattanooga again. This is not uh, Chattanooga yet because if you look at the side on the, the side closest to you, no, the other side. I mean, I'm just looking. I'm just so saying. you'll see you'll see it's non-chill filtered, which is one thing. You'll also see that there's nothing on this side. <laughs> so... What I was looking at on this side was it says blended and bottled by Tennessee Stillhouse, Chattanooga, Tennessee. In the the interest of full disclosure, it is not actually distilled there yet, but they are distilling whiskey and we are going to try because if you look at the side of this experimental right here, it said bottled, distilled and bottled by Chattanooga Whiskey Company. Gotcha. There's a lot of good stuff on here. Let's get into the cast strength first. It's pretty smooth for a cast strength. I'm going to say that before I even have it because I've had my fair share of it while you're having it. I can fill that <laughs> void. Um, but it's very smooth for a cast strength. I would love to see one proofed in the high 120s because I think it would be really good. But it's very, very good at 113. It's one of those ones that will sneak up on you. The nose is not overly you know, burning to me. Which I think it's at a sweet spot on that. Not a ton of alcohol kicking up by any means. Nothing really distinct or, or off-putting just screams at me either. No, no, no. What mash is this? Is that disclosed? I, I would definitely say it's a different mash than probably some other MGP stuff I've had lately. And, and I guess depending on how many of those you may or may not have drank between the Smooth Amblers and some other stuff that's out there now. There's a, you know, what I would just say the standard MGP or Smooth Ambler Old Scout flavor was and nose has and, and this is definitely a different mash altogether I would say uh, oh, it's 75% corn 21% rye and 4% malted barley the age I believe on this one was about 5 to 6 years but if I'm wrong I know John over at Chattanooga will let me know because he's a good guy like that um, <laughs> it, it doesn't taste young by any means no he's giving me the thumbs up so I, I was good on my research on that I'm getting oak and spice, and I know they even say that, but it is uh, nice and spicy. That 21% rye really comes through on it. The other stuff, you know, I am getting uh, a little bit of vanilla, maybe some toffee in there. It's not a bad spice. It's it's a 
Mm. It's a light spice. It's a, it's a nice corn spice combination. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not not young corn or off-putting corn that I get from some other things. That No, you hate, and I'm not even saying <laughs> that. I mean, uh, I, was, I wasn't going to throw it out there. If anybody's listened before, they, they've heard it, the rant. If it was too much corn, Zeke would let us know. We would have known by now. It almost kind of reminds me of some of the... Um, sweet's not the right word for it, but much more of a, a sugary type corn taste than just that you know raw young corn, if that makes sense. It's very sweet. You're right. It's almost maybe a little bit of vanilla on there too, but it's, it's a sweet... Definitely a high rye. And you know how much we like that high rye stuff that other people have out there. I I would say I think it's a pretty sweet spot of a mash bill on there for the 21% rye. I know we've liked some that even go up to 36% rye that are almost become, once you get that higher rye content in there, sometimes it's almost sweeter than it is burning. Yeah, I'm trying to think, and I don't know, for some reason peppermint comes to mind. It doesn't have a peppermint flavor to it. I just think of like a, a candy cane and the mix of a of, of a little warmth kicking in when you're eating something just sugary sweet. So not not a, a candy cane profile, but just the the feeling that I would get from that uh, in between those two different sensations. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, and we completely agree from the comments here. The rye is what is giving it the spice, but. Um, we have found and, and something that we've brought up before is once you get to those higher rye content there's some weird thing that has come with some of the well, I think it's the grain too yeah I mean I, I you know we, we want to dive into this at a, a later date we've talked about it some between um, obviously just the grains in general depending on their region and whatnot they're gonna have some different complexities then also diving into uh, summer rye versus winter rye how those profiles can really affect things. And it's it's very interesting, at least to, to me, and I think John as well, uh, to, to research into that and, and really explore, because at least so far from what little bit I've scratched and kicked at, um, I mean, it's basically just a rabbit hole of information that uh, if you want a bourbon geek out one, one night, uh, look that stuff up and, and really start reading and seeing what all you can find. Well, and it's something that we've, we're starting to learn more about as we go through this whole journey that there's summer rye, there's winter rye, there's all sorts of crazy things that you could actually do, and, and those grains really do mean more. I think a lot of time for the layperson when you are looking at this stuff and you look at the mash bill and you go, okay, it's 71% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley. And then you realize that there's different types of rye, there's different types of barley, there's different types of corn. And it's a whole thing that, as Zeke said, it's a rabbit hole we could go talk about for hours and hours and hours. But it's pretty crazy if you think about these distilleries and what they're actually going through in order to make their mash bill. Yeah, and then you know, you've gotta have a, a consistent supplier as well. You can imagine Every time you bought grains, you got something different. It's going to lead to a different product, then you have inconsistency, and then people 
you know, go buy what they think was their favorite drinker, and then they get a pull off of it, and it's completely different. And you're like, um, the label's the same. What, what happened? I thought I liked this stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you moved on to the high rye yet? I did. That's the middle one, right? Yeah, that is the middle one. So let me tell you a little bit about this middle one because I like how much they actually said about the experimental batch series. So this is the mash is made up of corn, rye malt, caramel rye malt, and honey malt. It is a yeast ale blend. It is a number four char and toast in a 25 gallon barrel aged for two years. It was in their straight award-winning 1816 bourbon casks. The proof is 102. They say that there's all sorts of tasting notes on here. I'm not gonna tell you about it because I don't want to sway you in any way, but I do like how much they actually tell you about this. The first run of that, that experimental batch, so this is one that they released last year. It was their first experimental run. They do have a big release coming up, and by coming up, I, it's uh, next week. They do have tickets for their experimental batches two, three, and four. There are some really good ones coming out there. They've now moved to the 53-gallon barrels for the, the high malt, which is going to be coming out again at some point i think all sorts of good stuff coming out there is like a scottish malt that they're gonna do there's all sorts of cool stuff i wish we could go down but it's on a wednesday night when they're actually doing it and with our our kids schedule it's not really going to work out there's some good stuff going down there i gotta stop reading the comments this is this is what <laughs> messes me up i am reading a comment while i'm actually talking to you but the i'm looking forward they're gonna have a release party i wish we could go but if you are in the Chattanooga area, please go check them out. I think the tickets already sold out, so you might have to go find them on. Wow, nice. Go outside and uh, hang out with them anyway. Well, you know, they could always, uh, obviously, as John mentioned earlier, I think they're uh, following the feed tonight and have Instagram, other social media outlets. Never hurts to uh, send a private message and say, hey, I missed it, um, but would love to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody might make an exception for one or two people to get more fans out. Exactly. So, <laughs> so what do you think of the high ride? I like it. I'm interested in the grains. Um, not to beat a dead horse on that, but it, it seems very interesting to me. Personally, uh, I am normally a, uh, a single malt fan that can be in my wheelhouse from time to time. Uh, something like Stranahan's I've always been fond of. As far as scotch, I don't do peat. Malt's usually pretty good. But I, I get more of a, a, a sweet barley out of this than I do really malt almost. I got a little bit of you know cinnamon and honey. I did taste the youth a little bit with this one, admittedly. I, I don't think it's a terrible thing. It is the first spirit that was distilled in Chattanooga since Prohibition. So you understand that a little bit that it is early on it's an experimental release but i did get enough sweetness and enough other stuff in there that really made up for it for me i got a lot of different stuff with this it's like sweet it's spicy because of the rye obviously but i liked it it's good it, it's surprisingly smooth and sweet to me i really didn't get the young corn honestly like i said i don't get a as heavy of a malt profile as i would have thought out of it but as far as just being able to fire that back and, and it not be off-putting in any way 
Oh no, it's definitely not. That 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 thing's easy. And what was it? One oh something? One oh five? Two. One oh two. Yeah, it, it, it's got enough proof and and definitely easy enough going across the tongue to where uh, you you could probably hurt yourself with that one. Is that one of those ones that I, I turn my head and half the be- uh, the bottle's gone? Well, it's only happened once or four times, John, but you know. Four? Well, more like 40. Hey, <laughs> things happen around here. I can't help it. We we have a bottle there, and we were going to start doing this, see what's in Zeke's side pour, because there is always a side pour on whatever we are drinking, and... You're drinking out of the Denver and Wiley tonight. I am. Uh, I'm not too much of a glass junkie, but I don't mind trying different things out. I mean, it's a side note, and it's something that we're going to do a show around sometime, but we are on a journey, I think, to find the best tasting glass, especially if you think about what we try to do with our blind tastings and putting all this stuff up. It is one of those things where we are constantly looking for the right glass. I wish they would make Glencairn's in like a two ounce form just one that i could put in a little mini pour plank and we could actually taste from them i i think that does it on the, the high ride anything else you want would by the way what do you think of the finishes on that um the first two we didn't really get to that i think the the finish on the cast strength was pretty good for me it was a medium to long finish on that one and it almost coated my whole mouth on that cast strength the high rye, I didn't get as long of a finish as I did on the cast strength, but it was definitely memorable. It wasn't long, but it was medium. The thing I remember the finish the most on that cask was simply that um, for as much of a, a rye kick as it has, especially in the mid-palate-ish, wasn't a hug or any burn going down. And I definitely think that's probably... At least to me, and I would assume some others out there, can be pretty off-putting and, and, and tough to deal with. John, he's a, he's a big fan of the uh, the hug. Me, not so much, but it really wasn't there. And thinking about it now, it, it, I guess kind of surprising to have that much kick really generate in the middle. But, I'm a big but it not teddy get a hold bear. of you on the back end. I'm a big teddy bear. You know I love the hug. You know? <laughs> I love the hug. Um, Unfortunately, wow. it was a tree last night after the game, but... <laughs> As long as it wasn't the toilet. (laughs) Going to our last one here from Chattanooga, we are going to go to the beer barrel. Native finished, as I said, this was a Yazoo beer barrel finish on the Blackberry Aged Embrace the Funk. This is another 100 proof. That's another thing I like about these guys is their stuff is always coming out at 100. You know, when when you look at the... Tennessee Stillhouse Reserve. That's the one that we are not having here tonight. That's at a 90, but most of their other stuff comes out at 100 or higher so far, which has been pretty nice. As you know, especially for me who likes a higher proof, that 90 is still, you know, it's still good. You know what you're getting, but I like those ones that are 100 or higher. Well, the 90s are always good for friends. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you're right. You're right. And it's it's always a good, I would say, although we're not focusing on this one tonight, uh, that's one that you can have, <clears throat> share with friends, and you know that they, they're going to have an enjoyable pour. Going on this beer barrel finish, what do you think? If Zeke's pouring more, you know it's good. John's drink first, smell second. I'm smell three times, drink fourth. 
No, I give it a smell before I drink. I give it a smell before I drink. It doesn't taste beer. Ooh, maybe actually on the finish, I get some beer something. I don't, I don't really taste the beer otherwise, but I get it right at the finish. You do? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what kind of beer it would remind me of. But it's definitely right on the tail end, and it's, it's still lingering. But, but whatever that beer is, that, that's where that flavor totally is. So this one was finished in an empty beer barrel for between three to nine months, depending on the batch. What, what type of beer was the Yazoo they used? It was a Blackberry aged Embrace the Funk. Embrace the Funk. Did it say what type of beer? It didn't taste like IPA to me. Like no, it says Blackberry Aged Embrace the Funk. Like a sour beer. Doesn't say. Well, that's what I was asking. Yeah. You said no. <laughs> Tarak says it's a sour one. Hey! Yeah, there you go. Look at the boy go. I do agree with you. Um, <laughs> super smooth. That one, I think, is scary to me because it is so smooth. I didn't get sour on that until the finish it's Um, there heavy in the back it's there heavy on the back but the front end of that is so smooth and that does not feel like a hundred proofer at all that one almost drinks like a 90 to me that that's scary that one's scary and i'm not saying it's scary bad i'm saying you you could be about five or six deep into that and not realize and interesting to me in that Granny, most beer finishes we've had I haven't been a big fan of them um, if nothing else it just kind of throws my mind for a curveball that doesn't really grasp too well uh, but that, that's an interesting profile definitely the one out there especially the local guys that may have had um, that blackberry sour I, I think they would probably pick up more of that profile than we will not having it but even the second taste I get more on the front end, almost kind of like forever ago um, when we did the OF nineteen twenty in the uh, Statesman. Yeah, 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 yeah. With um, with our friends with Aaron and, and um, review. I've drawn a blank. Aaron and Seth. I'd always thought Statesman was just super heavy on banana and never tasted banana and anything else, Old Forester really. But now, anytime I taste the line, I pick up some degree of it. First time it throws you a curve. Second, third. You, you really resonate more with the flavor profile and what it's given off. Long story short, because we always get in trouble for not talking about this enough. So out of these three, which one did you like the best and would you buy them? Right now I'm thinking Beer Barrel. They're all good and I enjoy them. Um, for the high malt, it just isn't the malt that I resonate with the most. I don't know. People say I'm quirky and don't understand how I don't like scotch if I like a strong malt flavor, but who knows? I, I just be honest. No, and I would agree with you in the sense that I really liked the beer barrel over the high malt. But I, I'm a sucker for cask. We know that. I would be going against my grain if I didn't say that. I love that cask. I think it's a great, it's a great release at a good price. I especially respect that they came out and they started doing stuff. They didn't price it higher than it needed to be. I love that it's a good cask strength. You know where it's coming from really enjoyable really smooth i like that it's a sweet you know it's a sweet heat Mm -hmm. Uh, so i would lean towards the cask that beer barrel really surprises the heck out of me i would go get a second bottle of that for sure but would you buy these i would i think i'd get the the beer one it's interesting honestly the part the first beer finish that i've had that i wasn't just totally put off by the price point's fine it's 
fun to have the curveballs, especially you know when people come over or you're with you know you're actually bourbon forward friends that want to do a tasting. At this point, to me, it's it's really fun to have some curves to throw in there, especially you know as we said earlier for blinds and whatnot. You know, just line things up and say, "Hey, taste this. Tell me what you thought it was." Or even friends out of state. Uh, I, I love mailing samples marked one, two, ten, or, or something, <laughs> and then just saying, "All right, take a guess. I'll, I'll tell you on the back end." To me, that's where the fun of it is, and, and you really just enjoy more with people that way. A couple things to keep in mind here, and I feel bad that we've now said this because the high malt is going to be the flagship product going forward. And they did say it's 75% non-GMO corn, 13% malted rye, caramel rye malt, and honey malt barley. Uh, That is going to kind of hit in 2019. That's when it'll be their regular stuff, and and it's still a bourbon. The Chattanooga Whiskey Reserve is now a Solera barrel finished bourbon. That's another thing. We didn't talk about it here, but we have talked about the Solera barrel finishing process before it's 75 percent corn 21 rye four percent malted barley another couple of things i do want to let you know about chattanooga before we get off here they opened the largest bourbon producing distillery in tennessee in 2017 in march so that is pretty crazy we did mention that they are only in four states but they do have their experimental distillery right next to the chattanooga choo-choo and the aquarium downtown so go take your kids go stop by there they do tasting seven days a week and uh, we will get down there and be doing something with them soon until then i know i keep rambling but go ahead and find us on twitter at bourbon dads find us on instagram at dad's drinking bourbon find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon go ahead and find us on itunes google play stitcher Podknife, youtube your favorite podcast provider Please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. If you want to leave us a one-star review, please talk to us first. Zeke, where else can they find us? Nashville, Tennessee, most days. Um, Honestly, always happy to to try and meet with folks, share some pours. You can look back through some pictures and see that and whatnot, be it traveling for business, work, play, whatever it is. If you got some free time, give us a shout. Uh, We love putting faces with names and sharing pours go ahead and see our friends down chattanooga look them up they're good people thank you for sending us up to cast strength we will gladly purchase another bottle of that beer barrel finish but you all have a good night we'll see you again cheers thanks